1: Welcome back, Draws and Fades, episode 11. This is January 28th, um, 2020. Tuesday night, around 6.30, the usual time for the boys. Uh, This is your host, Owen Vrabel, joined by my co-host, Matt Miller.
2: What's going on, guys? Welcome back.
1: And uh, producer Nick Boss is back in the house.
0: Back in the house. Great to be here, fellas. Good stuff.
1: So, we got a big... Big tournament ahead of us. We're um, previewing the Waste Management in the Phoenix Open out there in Scottsdale. Um, So we got a recap of the Farmers Insurance Open. Um, Unfortunately, not a lot of winners to talk about there, or any at all. Uh, Course history um, and fun facts with Matt Miller on the Phoenix Open Waste Management at TPC Scottsdale. And then we're changing it up a little bit. We're going to do a full tournament preview. Try to touch on as many of the key players uh, as we can. Instead of just giving you our winners, I mean, believe me, we're going to get to who you think, who we think is going to win, you will definitely know. And who we think are good prop bets, you also definitely know. Uh, Just a little bit of a format change, and then we'll recap all of our picks at the end um, of the episode, as as well as some people we may think would be a good idea to fade this week. Um, But yeah, before we kind of get into that, I think I'd be remiss to not mention... Um, the horrible tragedy on Sunday, which completely shocked the world and kind of changed the scope of the whole, my whole outlook on the golf world and life in general. But Kobe Bryant, helicopter accident on Sunday, him and his daughter both passed away as well as seven others, two of her 13-year-old teammates, their parents. Um, so it kind of put life into perspective a little bit. I mean, he was a sports legend and icon. Don't get me wrong, but I think more importantly, he was a father, a husband, a friend, and I think we can all relate to that and take something from that tragedy. Is to you know live every day to the fullest, let go of grudges, and be positive and try to inspire others. And I think he, to me, he hit it on this quote, uh, kind of about leadership. Most important thing in life is to try to inspire people so they can be great at whatever they do. So. We're not going to get too deep on this podcast, but I felt like it was necessary to talk about that. And we're going to take mob mentality um, through with us into 2020. Wake up every day with a commitment to be great and be better every day. And we certainly have a lot of improvement to do, not only in our personal lives, but clearly with you know our golf picks from last week were at- atrocious. So uh, let's just kind of let's just you know kind of move on. Recap. Last week, Farmer's Insurance Open was an atrocity. I mean, <laughs> That's I, for us. Yeah. So, if you don't remember, uh, our four picks to win were Hideki, Ricky, Gary, and Xander. Hideki, the only one to make the cut. So, pretty much right off the bat, we knew we were in a real bad spot. Um, where Ricky and Gary, I mean... Gary was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Ricky, that that, that threesome, Ricky, Xander, and Phil, the, all old Californian dudes in the same group, loved it, and they just all missed the cut? What are you guys doing out there? I couldn't believe what I was watching. So, I mean, just to recap, we lost every bet we made. <laughs> so, I unfortunately had to update our Twitter uh, profile, and uh, I am now only up uh, a quarter of a unit. And Matt is now down 3.85 units. So
2: I was hoping that didn't get updated. <laughs>
1: yeah, it took as long as I could
2: to not update that, but unfortunately <laughs> had to. If you um, just got us suspended this week instead of the other week, that would be great. I know. Well, just
1: thank your, thank your lucky stars that I haven't accidentally made the same mistake again. So uh, Leishman, I will say though, as much shit as I talk about Leishman, fucking Leishman. I mean, he was on fire on Sunday. Seven under, um, came from nowhere. I mean, Rom had a three-shot lead going into Sunday. Rory was in contention. And basically, everyone that was on the top of the odds list prior to the event starting, which we mentioned, we thought was going to be someone of the top tier, top echelon guys to win, everyone who we didn't pick ended up in the top 10. So Leishman finished minus 15 in first. then finished second, minus 14. Interesting story there. Rom thought... On 18, he needed an eagle. He thought he only needed a birdie because Leishman actually finished on 18 with a birdie, and Rom apparently didn't look at the like the scoreboard again after that. Which is, I don't know how his caddy doesn't say anything. And it wouldn't have mattered. He had a you know he had an insane putt for eagle, but he actually drained that ex- almost exact putt two years prior to win the
0: event. So
1: a lot of nostalgia going on there with Rom, but.
0: It was yeah. kind of eerie how similar it was. Basically, the exact same putt. They laid it like over on the broadcast, and it was maybe a couple inches, like you know, to the left or whatever. But they it looked, it really looked good
1: most of the way too.
0: And it was a great um, too. We basically hit the same putt; just needed. So yeah.
1: Yes. I don't know if I believe him, but yeah, he finished in second. Um, Rory and Snedeker T three. Snedeker was actually really impressive. He. um was making tons of putts, which is when he's up towards the top of the leaderboard, he's just draining things. Uh, he made a joke, I think, at the end of the round, because like, uh, he missed a putt on 18, which ended up not really into matter. But he's like, yeah, I don't really think any of those guys over there to feel too bad for me. Like he, When you're rolling in putts from 25 feet all the time, like no one's going to give a shit if you miss a putt. Um, Tom Hoagie finished fifth. Minus eleven, name that we might want to keep an eye on. Um, some no, kind of a no-name guy, uh, but <laughs> no offense, Tom. Uh, Bubba Watson was smashing the ball and making putts with his stupid yellow golf ball, but he was—he looked great. That looked like old-fashioned Bubba. I, I almost forgot that they made that Bubba joke last week. They looked like a SpongeBob character with like, <laughs> stick, stick figure arms and it's bombs, but he does hit bombs. And when he's putting, he's scary. Uh, of course, Patrick Reed, basically since this podcast has been started, he won't have a fucking bad round. So he's, he played well, finished minus 10. Tony Finn out, finished minus 10. Guys that we have picked, I mean, you've picked Reed, i picked Finn out, back and forth. And they never perform when we need them to, but here they are, you know, T6. Then Charlie Hoffman, Tiger, Rogers, Harry Higgs, Max <laughs> Max Homa and Bo Hostler all finished T9 at minus 9 um, so yeah Higgs, your boy Higgs
2: I know, he had a great fucking tournament
1: honestly
2: Higgs, yeah, he was uh, really impressive this week and like I said it's a name that you're not used to seeing on the leaderboard but if you listen to this podcast and have been listening to this podcast we've talked about Higgs several times already this year talked about the upside with him um, he I mentioned him all the way back in November. Unfortunately, he didn't come through that week, but this week, he kind of showed what we've been talking about. Um, I don't think this is a fluke. I think this is a guy that we're going to kind of continue to see pop up on the leaderboards. Um, he was, this is his first year on the PGA Tour, so uh, you're kind of getting a taste of him. This is his first real like TV time in a big event, but... He did have some serious game on the Corn Ferry last year. Um, He's some his,
1: serious swag on the course this week with those fucking Ray Bans. I love
2: his, it. His vibe is is really unmatched out there. He had the buttons all the way undone. The sun button matches. every hour, dude. You gotta love that. He looks like a guy that we would just want to like play with on Saturday afternoon. And yeah, then he like, just picked up a six for drinks.
1: Yeah, he just picked up a six pack of Bud Light, a pack of Marlboros, and hit the fucking course ready to go. Like, that's that's the vibe, Bob getting, and I fucking finished T9 on a PJ Tour at the Farmers Insurance Open with that crazy full field he had. Um, very impressive. And he also, didn't fold under the pressure on, on Sunday. He finished you know, he finished even par on Sunday to guarantee that top 10, which you really fucked yourself there, dude, because that was T10. Uh, or to finish top 10, he was definitely over plus 1,000. So that would yeah. have been nice. a nice cash.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to finish Sunday inside that top 10, as we learned from Ryan Palmer. So, um, congrats (laughs) to Higgs on that one. Also, is, I mean, if he keeps like being in events like this and getting TV time, I mean, he's got to be one of the most liked guys on the tour.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, he's in my, I mean, I'm a fan. I I think he's already shown he's at the top of uh, our board. So, So yeah, to
1: finish finish off this this recap here, I mean, essentially, my closest guys to hitting a bet were uh, Harris English, for top 20, finished T71. (laughs) Um, He was seven shots off of what I needed. And then Hideki, top 10, finished T45, and he was eight shots of what I needed. So not close at all. You had a horrible luck with Palmer finishing... Five over on Sunday. If he had just yeah. shot one over, he would have hit that top 10 for you. So he finished up, He finished three shots outside top 10. And also Cameron Davis finished T36. He, he
2: three, was, shots,
1: three shots off of the top 20.
2: Yeah, after Saturday, Cameron Davis was at T18. So he was in there. Um, yep. But I took one look at that and I knew it was pretty fucked going into Sunday. I had zero confidence he was going to close that out in the top 20. Well,
1: your intuition was correct, sir. Um, so, I think that we can only go up from here. And I swear, I, it's like I said, mob mentality. I am focused every day to research the best I can to find the winners that we need. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I'm all over the board this this week. But before we kind of get into the field and the odds and everything, uh, everyone's favorite segment course history and fun facts with matthew miller give us what we need to hear to predict what we need to
2: predict this week yeah so we're at the waste management um in scottsdale arizona um, tpc scottsdale one of the funnest events of the year on the pga tour uh, 132 players top 65 and tie make the cut to par 71 7261 yards uh, some notable facts here. The 16th hole um, is one of the most famous holes. It's kind of like a giant party. Uh, the par three, if you haven't seen it before, make sure to tune in this weekend. It's a lot of fun. Um, you guys have a lot of fun up there pumping up the crowd. It's not like a traditional golf hole.
1: No, it's the best. It's the best. I, it's, a, it's a tournament we have to go to because it's an absolute party fest. And uh, you don't get that anywhere on the PGA Tour. I mean, it's slowly kind of seeped into other tournaments, I feel like. But the environment there is unmatched.
2: Yeah, I think uh, guys wear, like, crazy stuff on there. I remember – so John Rahm went to ASU. I remember a few years ago he um, put on a Pet Tillman jersey to hit the tee shot there on 16. Um, So it's a lot of fun always. Um, A lot of cool
1: shit. And actually there's two – at least two Arizona State grads, right? Rahm and Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not positive – if, if there's anyone else, then sorry we, don't, you. we don't know them.
1: Yeah. Or we <laughs> do know them, but we didn't know they, really, they went there. But <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so it's a cool ending. We have the 16th hole, which is a giant party. 17 is a drivable par four. Um, it's a really cool hole. Guys can take advantage of it, guys can also screw up on it. Um, that was the case last year. Uh, for Brandon Grace, who lost the tournament on seventeen.
1: And, oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. That well, was... we benefited from that.
2: We did. Yeah. we. For all the Ricky. listeners
1: out there, we did take Ricky Fowler last year and smash that fucker home for a big payout.
2: Yeah, we thought it was gonna be a little bit easier than it was. Um, but
1: Yeah, it wasn't easy at all. I don't know, it almost made me cry actually on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday.
0: <laughs> Never easy with Rick. No.
1: Oh, my God. No, that was – it felt like the classic Rick, like, I'm just going to f- fall apart and give us away. Well, yep. he did give it away. It wasn't yep. for Brandy Grace on 17. We would have been – Brandy Grace starts saving Grace.
2: <laughs> yeah, saving Grace. I was just about to make that joke, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> beat, you to the, beat you to it. Uh, yeah, so we have the 17 uh, drivable par 4. Those are kind of the two notable holes that I wanted to talk about. Uh, past winners, as we touched on Fowler last year, minus seventeen, 2018 Gary Woodland won, 2017 and 16 Hideki won, um, and 2015 was Brooks Kepka. So, kind of as you could tell from the previous winners, they're all pretty good ball strikers. Um, par five scoring is going to be key, so you're going to want to take advantage of the par fives and. That 17th can be a real game-changer because if you do hit the green off the tee, you get an eagle look off of it. If you mess it up, it could end up screwing you. So that's going to be a pivotal haul all week, especially it being the second-to-last haul. It's going to be important.
1: Yeah, I think 16 and 17. I mean, obviously 16, the whole, the whole stadium environment, you're hitting a fucking golf shot in front of, like, 25,000 people, which is absurd. It might be even more than that, honestly, but um, – it's a crazy shot, and then you go straight from there into 17, where, like you said, it's a drivable par four, but it there's risk involved. It's not. It's it can play easy, but if you don't play that hole well, you're not going to birdie it. So, fun fact: there's only been one hole in one there, but it is hole and oneable. <laughs> there you go. Huh. Yeah, it's been done. So <laughs> bring the big stick and let it fly on 17, and see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm in, I'm on the same page with you too. I. Although this is a familiar um, story for me. I like people that hit the ball well and putt well. Holy shit, yeah. right? But yeah, ball striking, I really like this week. I mean, the top, the best of the best gain strokes when they're hitting the ball well. So, I mean, I think that's a big factor. And then these greens play pretty fast. So, I'm considering that. And it's going to be, there, there are going to be putts, makeable putts out there from distance. Um so, I, I mean, I like a guy that can get hot with a putter, too.
2: Yeah, uh, so uh, just based off, like, the past, like, winning stats, kind of the, the past winners, although they have all been ball strikers, which is obviously very important here, they have all had pretty good weeks putting and around the green as well when they won. So you kind of have to have a complete game this week to win. It's not one of those things where you could suck putting and, and end up winning. You're going to have to do everything.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. And um, so, yeah, let's get into the field. I mean, it's a stacked field. Um, great field. I mean, (laughs) this is why I have (laughs) I started with like 15 names and I thought I was going to work myself down a little farther to a smaller number, but unfortunately, I still have like 12 names in front of my face right now, so we're gonna have to dwindle this down on over this over the course of this episode. But, um, yeah, just from just the top of the odds list from starting at Rom through Victor Hovlin. Rom at plus 600, JT at plus 900, um, then a mixture in between 1,500 and 2,000 is Simpson, Matsuyama, Fowler, and Xander. Um, Kucher, Woodland, and Bryson all at 2,800. Thinout, Sungjae, at, and Bubba all at 30 to 1 to plus 3,000. And then Morikawa, Snedeker, Grace, Scheffler, Hovland, and Spieth kind of round out that in between four, plus 4,000 to plus 5,000. So that's kind of the upper echelon of this field. Um, John Rom, obviously the odds-on favorite. That I think this opened up with Rom and Thomas closer together um, in terms of the odds, but now Rom is at plus six hundred and JT at plus plus nine hundred. Rom, is—I mean, this is—he went to ASU. He's played well here.
2: Yeah, he um, played um, four times, and he's been his worst finish is sixteenth. Right. So, so four
1: four straight top twenties, um, a, a fifth and a tenth. So.
2: Besides yeah, the fact that he inform- form, I mean, he was second last week. He could yeah. have won. So
1: well, he probably should have won. To be honest, I mean, although Leishman did end up at 15 under, so Ron would have needed to put together four under round to win. But he could have easily done that um, with, all his, with all his talent. Um, plus 600 is just so so low. I I just can't I can't make myself take that. Even though I've won on JT this this year when he was down below plus 500, but that was in a much different field, etc. So. I don't know. Rahm is the the odds-on favorite, plus 600.
2: Hey, yeah, there's a mess with that, too. When you picked JT, that was the tournament champions, wasn't it? So Right. Like oh, guys. much smaller field. To pick yeah. someone plus 600 and a 132-man field, that, that's... Right.
1: So, JT was off last week. He's at plus 900. I actually think there is value there, Um, if you wanted to take JT, because he's been on fire this year, so... I see nothing really wrong with that line. I just don't like that he hasn't played um that he didn't play last week, and I don't know i it's not it's just not really my style to to take someone that low but <laughs> <laughs> but he did finish third here last year um he has two other top twenties, but he also has missed a cut twice so ah I think this is going to be a familiar a familiar story here. A lot of guys that play here either play really well or they fucking suck. Like, it's tough to play this course. It's a rowdy-ass environment. The course itself is not super difficult, but if you don't like people chugging beers in your face, ripping cigs, and smoking pot, then you're in a bad spot. So I think JT is actually – he's comfortable. He, he's, he kind of thrives in all kinds of different situations. And he, in his past three events, he is a fifth-place finish, and he won the, uh, what did he win again? Was it the, uh, oh, it was the uh, tournament, tournament
2: Tournament champions, champions. Yeah. yeah.
1: I hit on that, for almost forgot. Um, it's so, it's yeah. actually
2: funny, now that you're just talking about the atmosphere, and I was thinking before, oh, no Patrick Reed this week, and that's definitely exactly why, because Trump people are just going to be chirping the shit out of them all tournament.
1: He's going to be, be scared shitless, dude. Patrick Reed would have pooped his pants if he came this week. His caddy
2: would be punching half the spectators. Yeah, yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, Terrain or whatever?
2: Yeah, yeah. What, um,
1: I just butchered I, that, but whatever. I,
2: shouldn't, I should know it.
1: Yeah. He, I feel <laughs> I bad go for go that go. guy, but I feel happy for everyone at Phoenix. I don't have to actually deal with Patrick Reed, although everyone loves a villain. I certainly love a villain. I'm going to try to be a little bit nicer to Pat, but... Fuck him until further notice.
0: Uh, scenes in the videos though that would have come out from this weekend. Oh my god, it oh, would have yeah. been spectacular. Would have been you, content. city. are
2: close. Terrain,
1: whatever. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: Then Webb Simpson plus fourteen hundred. I I think that there's. Uh, he, I think he'll play well this week. Don't get me wrong. That just that fucking number sucks for Webb Simpson.
0: That's that's banana lands for him. I I love Webb Simpson. I think he's a really good golfer, but. That low is astounding yeah, he
2: doesn't he doesn't win enough for that
0: yeah you can quote boss on that banana land so if he wins Banana
1: land somehow <laughs> yeah. might mean a victory but
2: if he wins it's on the producer
1: <laughs> yeah so oh, here we go the next two guys on the list completely let me down last week. Hideki, Hideki and Ricky so uh, I'm jumping right back on board with both of them Hideki <laughs> yeah I can't help it. Uh I bet he did show signs of life last last uh, week, but I mean my thought process here is he's plus fourteen hundred, which is the same as Simpson. And freaking Matsuyama is an absolute this is he he should just be the golf he should be the pro at this at this course when he retires. He's fifth he finished fifteenth last year with a poor putting performance. He had a withdrawal for, for injury in 2018. 2017 he won, 2016 he won, 2015 he was in second, 2014 he was in fourth. He's played full tournament five times here. All five times inside the top 15. Four of the five times inside the top five. Two victories and a runner-up. You gotta be fucking kidding me if you're not taking a deki Matsuyama this week. Well,
2: I'm not taking him, and I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate him. Yeah. I, uh, I just don't really like a decky Matsuyama, so I'm not gonna pick him. I don't think it's a bad pick, but I just would rather
1: put my money elsewhere. Down well, there. it's not a bad pick. Uh, another <laughs> another stat that I um found this on uh, uh, Twitter somewhere, but it's um it's like a ball striking metric where it averages um, your strokes gained off the tee and your strokes gained approaching the green. So, Matsuyama is 25th or 24th in ball striking it, with those with those uh metrics. So, I think that's actually a pretty good factor if you're looking into things you want guys that are not only hitting the ball well off the tee but also hitting good shots into the green because like i said putting is going to be a factor all these guys at the top can putt um so i think hideki is going to be rolling in a ton of putts this week and at the very least he i think he's going to at least give me some hope this week <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey the closer you get to the hole the easier it is to putt so
2: yeah, well, I'll take tell
0: it. that to Gary, tell that to Gary Woodland for last week. All those ten footers he
2: missed. Yeah, well, oh my well, God, he lost like over two starts putting. And what was it? What was the number, boss?
0: Oh my, I, it might, I think it was over three by the time he was done with <laughs> the second round. But it was atrocious.
2: I'm actually, for once, glad that I, it was on like Shot Tracker and I wasn't watching live like what was unfolding.
0: Oh, it would have been awful to witness. Oh, I mean. Yeah,
1: I'll take a definite negative on yeah. – oh, just glad I didn't have to watch that. But anyway, uh you know, what I did have to watch was Ricky Fowler not making the cut. But right back at it, baby. Again, it's just – it's too, too good of odds for, for both of them, to be honest. These are the two guys that crushed this course. Ricky won here last year, even with a horrific, horrific Sunday. Um, complete scare fest finished 11th in 2018, 4th in 2017, second in 2016. So, I mean, in the past four years, he has three top fives of victory in a up. He also finished 2nd back in 2010. And he's had some kind of underwhelming performances in between. But, um, yeah, I can't not take Rick. It's more of a personal thing. It's just like, ugh, is he really going to let me down again? He, I feel like no matter what this week, he's going to be in the mix. Which is exactly what I said about Gary last week. Um and it obviously did not come to fruition at all. My lock of the week is now over three in the past two weeks. So we're 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 going to be trending in the right direction. Um Ricky uh has good value all the way around. I mean he's plus fourteen hundred or plus sixteen hundred, plus three forty top five, plus one sixty five top ten. Um And T20, minus 140. So, I think Rick's going to play good this week. I'm hoping for a victory, but I also am going to take him top 10 to plus 165. I think that's great value. Um, It's funny, too, because a lot of the guys that he's around, he actually has has better odds to make the top 10 than Hideki does, which is odd. Hmm. Yeah. So, I think that that means that people think, no matter what, Rick's going to play good this week. That's what Vegas is telling me. So... Hey, you guys can hate on it all you want, but I'm not missing a Ricky Fowler victory, and it would be great for him to go back-to-back, which I think is possible. Matsuyama did it. So if Ricky doesn't do it, Hideki will probably do it. So either way, I'm guaranteed
2: a victory with those two guys. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, well, there you go. No need for me to even comment on further picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to hear it. So No, I actually, I think Fowler will play well. I just, it's tough to win back-to-back. Um, at the Years? Same yeah, it
1: it is. I would say it is, but he also hasn't won another tournament in the since. Yeah, no. He's, yeah. So maybe this is the only place he'll win. Who cares? Um, yeah. Next up, Xander Shoffley plus
2: plus eighteen hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna get back in on Xander this week. Uh, he let me down last week, <laughs> so you,
1: you're gonna give me shit about hopping back on board of my guys, and you're doing the fucking same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna get back in um last week was pretty uncharacteristic all around of him i was not pleased with that um but getting back in i'm gonna forget about it this uh tournament he's played twice before 17th and a 10th 10th last year um he actually lost strokes off the tee last year when he finished 10th so that was kind of a Anomaly last, uh, he's already top five on tour this year and starts getting the last year. He was in the top 25 as well, so it was really uncharacteristic to see that happen at this tournament last year. If he does get back to his normal self and gain strokes, I see no reason why he can't improve even more and win. So I'm gonna get back on him. Hit him last week, I would hate to miss out on the win once he turns it around. So I'm back in there. Well, I don't know what you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, I,
2: it's—I
1: don't have a lot of thoughts. I think it's a good pick. He's—he's he's great. So, I mean, I—the I, whole theory there is I, there's no way that both of those guys could or could play as poorly as they did when they needed to play well. I couldn't believe that they didn't make the cut. They both had chances to make the cut last week and didn't do it. So, I think that they were recalibrating everything over the weekend and like kind of embarrassed. I would assume. I mean, being in their home. <clears throat> You know near where they grew up, so I think they're coming in with some serious motivation this week. Besides the fact that it's a huge fan event and they're both very popular players, I mean that again is another factor into them hopefully playing well this week. So I like the Xander pick. Um, Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be relevant. Um, Speaking of guys, I don't think are going to be relevant. Matt Coocher plus twenty eight hundred. I don't know why I always think that. I just can't help it. I'm sorry, Cooch. It's just like. Plus twenty eight hundred. There's decent value there. I don't know. This kind of seems like an event too that I would that he wouldn't seem like he would like. He's kind of seems like a dweeb. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, oh yeah. Well, he's a cheap fuck for one, but no one likes a cheap fuck at a party, so he probably yeah. is going to be hated there. He <laughs> has
2: played well here, but um, really well, which yeah. is
1: insane. He's been three <laughs> just, top
2: ten, three top tens in a row. I just, I, yeah, I cannot pick someone who wears <laughs> sketchers winning at this event
1: <laughs> well also i don't think that he uh that I, I just feel like in fields where there's a lot of good talent i just can't pick him i just i can't i just feel like when it comes down to it he's not gonna have enough <laughs> to, get a, to get it to get it i just like never think he's gonna win no no, nope. nope nope gary woodland i have thought he was gonna win um and he did not he was one of the guys i wrote down i just fucking
2: i yeah, i have I'm, to tell
1: myself i have to tell myself no i have to tell myself no. <laughs>
2: He, I have his I, name written down, too, but I'm i, he, I am so mad at him for last week. I don't know if I could do it again. I'm telling myself no. We're both saying no. But I will throw this out <laughs> there that that
1: probably means he's going to play well.
0: So, he has I, great also,
1: odds, plus 2,800.
0: I would also like to add on, I, he's on my list, and I'm telling myself no. But at one point between now and, you know, Thursday morning, I'm probably going to tell myself yes. because yeah,
1: there's, the, there's still time.
0: that He you know rebounds from last week they can use a guy that's played well here too I mean so
1: yeah I mean he fits the mold of guys I like I think so unfortunately I just kind of contradicted myself over the place here because koer Kuchar, <laughs> played well here so I think he probably will play well because guys it's, it's guys are pretty consistent here um, which I'll get to in a second with my next pick but Woodland also consistent I'm just pissed I Top twenty was a lock, dude. You finished like a hundred and fifth. Insane. So I mean, uh, I I
2: hope he switched putters from last week to this week. Maybe he should just
1: putt with his three wood. I mean, (laughs)
2: yeah,
1: he's got a he's got a great three wood. Yeah. Why not? But he has great odds too. T five, he's plus six hundred and fifty. T ten, he's plus three hundred and thirty. T twenty is actually plus one hundred and fifty two. So it's almost a similar situation. I feel like you you could take him at top twenty or top ten and feel pretty confident going into the week, but I don't know. I'm a little bit uh, not confident in him at all right now. So, and <sighs> Bryson DeChambeau next on the list. Plus 2800. I, was he not a shit show last week in Saudi Arabia? Or am I wrong? Uh,
2: no, well, he played alright, but he fell apart down the stretch. Um, so he was a shit show. <laughs> De- yeah, DeChambeau, he though. He in oh, his last four holes um, to really just kind of blow it. And he also got put on the clock again for slow play.
1: Yeah, that's just embarrassing, dude. Pick up the pace, Bryson. Come on, man. Also, it's like this whole weight gain thing, he is swinging outside of his shoes. He's jump swinging. It's like, I don't don't know how he's controlling the ball at all. I guess he's not. He's hitting the ball miles long into the rough, chipping, chili dipping, Into a a horrible three putt. That's what that's my envisioning for Bryson this week. He's gonna get ripped on too. I think he's like got one of those weird personalities as the mad scientist. I don't know. We'll see how he handles uh Phoenix. How is he how is he fared there?
2: He's gonna be going for the hole in one on 17. He's only played
1: here once, they finished fifth. So, but that was two years ago. I don't trust this whole week game process. I think he's an idiot for doing all this, but we'll see. I don't trust him too low. Finnow, don't trust plus three thousand. Just can throw his ass out.
0: I, I don't even know why he plays at this tournament. This is the complete opposite of like Finnow's like mold and Tony. Pers- F- Tony Finow, the Mormon, Ugh. in an absolute crazy
1: party fest. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a, it's not it, a good combination.
0: He doesn't even play well here either. Like it's not like he normally shows up and dominates the course. Like, he just- no. I'm
1: start- I'm starting to question if he's actually a Mormon because who would come back here? After four straight missed cuts.
2: Are we breaking news on the podcast that Tony is not He's... actually a Mormon?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Are
2: <laughs> we going to attach your name to it?
1: No, no, we don't have to. <laughs> but it's, it is skeptical, though. Very <laughs> skeptical. Um, where the fuck is he? Oh, yeah. So this guy's odds are, have changed. Uh, Bubba Watson, my next pick. <laughs> I never thought I was going to be on yeah. the Bubba train, but yeah. here we go. Bubba, dude, playing great. He's 41 years old, looking as fit as ever. Um, when I say fit, I mean he's a string bean. Um, <laughs> finished sixth last week, 18th at the Hero World Challenge, 28th at the WGC HSBC. So he's played decently, and he definitely played really well last week in a good field at a tough course. So. But course history here is phenomenal um he's played here a ton of times and finished fourth last year, 40th the year before. He did miss a cut in 2017 and then two runner-ups in a row in 2016, 2015, 15th of 2014, 5th in 2013. Dude's got what, nine top 20s in the past 11 years something like that. My math is probably off there, but it's a lot of numbers to look at. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's absolutely killing it. Plus 3,000, I think, is a little low, but I really like him. I really like him at top 10 for plus 280. Um, That seems like a great number for him to be at top 10. And he also, in that stat I was talking to you about, he's 13th in ball striking. Um, So I really like those. He's amazing off the tee, as we all know. Fifth in driving distance. Another stat I like about him this week, I think, could be important down the stretch are Eagles. Dudes that can get low quickly. Mm. <clears throat> He's seventh in Eagles. <clears throat> and actually, surprisingly, his putter's working pretty well. 17th in strokes and putting. He's using that stupid fluorescent yellow ball, which is like, that's a move I make when I've lost like 10 balls and I have none left. You know I, I you find think? it in the woods. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess
2: I'm playing the yellow ball. Right. So... <laughs> I'm
1: rooting for the yellow ball this week. That's all I really have to say. I'm probably, I'm definitely going to sprinkle him uh, outright and then take him top 10 as well.
2: Yeah, I think uh, he's a guy that typically, like when he plays well in a tournament, he plays pretty well there consistently. So the Masters, he's usually always good there. Um... Travelers. I think he's usually always pretty good. So it seems like when he's good at the course, he just always plays well there. Um, he's one of those guys. So yeah, he definitely has good results here. I don't think that's a bad pick.
1: He shows up.
2: He does show yeah. up. Two,
1: Two young guys. guys. I
2: was looking at in this range, uh Who you down. Um I was looking at Sungjae. Sungjae M. Uh he played yep. here once before. He was seventh last year. He's played pretty well recently at tie 36. Um, tied tenth and tied twenty first his last three events, so he's been on pretty good form. He played well here last year. I think he's got a pretty complete game overall. So it seems like with him though, he just kind of has that like one like he doesn't really do anything to like close it out. Like he was he was in it in the Sony when I picked him, and then the final day when he had a chance to make his push, he didn't really do anything. He missed the big putts, and then he ended up like triple bogeying down the stretch. So it kind of seems like when he's in it, he hasn't made that push to the top of the board yet, but maybe this will be the week that he could do so.
1: Yeah, maybe you picked the right uh, international player that's going to win. I mean, they've been hot. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. <clears throat> and two, of,
2: two, yeah. two
1: of the three like Australian guys that are of note. And you know, coincidentally, obviously Australia's going through a hard time, so it's kind of cool that they both got to win. Uh, but yeah, the international team, I don't know what Ernie Els did with them, but apparently they're all top echelon guys now. So, Sanjay... I feel like his game is phenomenal, so I'll give him a shot. I don't like – like you said, I don't, I don't think he'll close. So. Um, yeah, Morikawa is there at plus 3,300.
2: Is he your next guy? Uh, no, I was looking at – I'm not going to pick uh, anyone else in this range. I did, I did just want to say I gave Snedeker a look um, just based off of his tournament history here. Um, he's played pretty well, and he's been good as of late. So I don't think it's a bad pick if someone wanted to pick him. He's just not really for me.
1: Right. No, I like Snedeker. Um, but yeah I'm not going to take him I think that's a little too low but who knows I mean he's always around and se- seems like in these big events um, then yeah Morikawa Scheffler uh, Morikawa is plus 3300 which is low he's been good and he's been impressive because he's played in a lot of tough groupings and been playing a lot of golf and yeah rel- the PGA is rel- really
2: like I mean he's he's obviously very talented but they're pushing him man they're pairing him with Tiger and He's getting put in premier groups all the time. They really want him to get face time.
1: Yeah, so good for him, but not taking him. Brendan Grace, plus <laughs> 4,500. Yeah, saving Grace. Saving Grace last year. I hope that he blows the lead this year. I'm not going to bet on him, so I hope he blows the lead. But I haven't seen him in a while.
2: He's now, a I mean,
1: Euro- I mean, he's a European guy. But
2: I think he um, – am I thinking of the right guy? Did he win recently over in Europe?
1: Well, if he did, I wasn't paying attention to it. I think he did. Yeah, he won. Um shit. Well no wonder he's so low. I was like, three weeks standard. ago,
2: yeah. I forget what tournament it was, but I did see he won and I was pretty surprised to see it. So
1: he's only played here once and he finished in second. So not enough of a sample size for me. Um, I think he'll get yeah. heckled a little bit, but we'll see. <laughs> um, then the interesting at also at Fifty to one, plus five thousand. Hovland and Spieth. So again, this is actually similar to Woodland. I need. I'm just. I need to just settle down. I. I want to bet Spieth this week, but I just can't. It makes no sense. You
2: can't do it. You could Especially yeah. outside of the top fifty in the world golf rankings.
1: Yes. How He's the money
2: have fallen?
1: I mean, relax, dude. He's twenty six years old. Twenty
2: six years.
1: Twenty six years old with eleven. 11- pga tour victories and four majors so uh yeah i think he'll probably get back at some point but i need to see a little bit more i saw some last week he did play well uh scrambled around didn't finish near the top but he you know i thought overall played well so i think he finished 55th so yeah it's not worth betting him yet but he has finished two he has two top 10s here and uh, I think similar to his buddies, JT and Ricky, that he's not going to get rattled by this place. He's been in much more difficult situations. And um, I think, yeah, there could be value there in him, top 20 at plus 230. But I'm going to try to forget about that for now and move on. Um, Hovland, though, I think there is value there, too, plus 5,000. He just hasn't played well. But we've been getting used to him being way up top of the odds list.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm on him this week. Um, the second I saw the odds come out, he his name stuck out to me. Um, I really like him. I'm a fan of him. I haven't really got a chance to pick him because we haven't seen him too much since we um, started getting into this season on the podcast. But uh, his game seems to kind of fit the mold here. He's really good off the tee. This year he's 12th in short Gain off the tee, 7th um, in short Gain Approach. And he's fifth and Scherz's game total. He just kind of has been struggling around the green. Even dating back to last year, he didn't have enough to qualify for the rankings, but he gained one point oh five eight strokes off the tee in the rounds that he did play, which if he were to be ranked based off of that, he would have been second to Rory. So uh, obviously he's tremendous ball striker, really good off the tee. He's going to have to kind of either hit evergreen regulation or kind of. Pull it together around the green and with the putting, but if he can minimize the damage there, or you know, kind of pull off uh, a pretty average week doing that, not lose strokes, I think he's got a pretty good chance to make a run here. Um, I'm gonna take him to win, but he's also, if you're interested, a uh, plus four thirty for the top ten and plus one eighty five for the top twenty. So. Worth yeah, a look there as well. Definitely good definitely good value. Yeah, and I think turned it around last week he finished tied twenty-third in Dubai. Um, so that was kind of improvement off what we've seen prior.
1: Yeah, that's a good it's a good pick to round out the top
2: uh,
1: top tier guys. Um, now in this next tier I have I mean I have some thoughts. I have a <laughs> I have at least three guys that i like. I'm probably only gonna take one to actually win. But we're looking in a plus 5,500 to plus 9,000 uh, 9, range. So Ryan Palmer, <laughs> see you later, dude. Not a good week last week after that horrible performance. Um, but yeah, some of the other names that are there Cameron Smith has won recently. Matt Wolf, you
2: love the Wolf Pack. The um, Wolf Pack will be howling <laughs> again this week.
1: You're howling with the Wolf this week.
2: I'm howling.
1: Wow. We're, we're back. back.
2: You're back. What are you, yeah, so you're the taking them to, to win? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take on the win. Yeah, Wolf and uh, Hovund, the Oklahoma State teammates. I'm going to take both of them. If only I was in on Ricky, we would have had the full Cowboy lineup. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back on Wolf. I, uh, he's been good. Obviously, I've talked him up a lot on this podcast before. Good ball striker. Pretty good at everything if he puts it together. He's had a pretty good start to the year so far. But one thing I will say, last year he came 50th here, and he made his PGA debut here. So that means for the first time in his career, he is playing the same course for the second time. So a lot of these young guys are at a disadvantage each time they play the event. It's the first time they're playing it. Now he got a little experience. He played pretty well last year, made the cut, finished in 50th, you know, respectful finish. But now he's got some experience there, turned in with his good results this year. I like that um, advantage for him, and I'm getting back on him this week.
0: I, I like that. Out of all those, you know, rookies, the young guns, that he already has a win on tour too. I mean, and he had to duel it out versus Bright, Bryson, and was there someone else up there? There was someone yeah. else good. Could...
2: Uh, Morikawa actually was. Yeah. There too. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, and he's proven he can win, which is more than you can say for some other experienced pros, ahem, Tony Fino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: that, yeah. Actually, Tony Finau does have one, so they're wow. tied,
0: which is sad. I mean, but.
1: And it was also the Puerto Rican Open, which no one played in, so yeah. it, does, it doesn't I don't, count. I
0: don't know about
1: that. <clears throat> um, now, a couple of guys, that, that Ryan Moore, Jason Kokrak, not really interested. Uh, Ches Revy, we've talked about him, ASU alum. I He had plus 7, 7,000, I mean, there's definitely value there, but he hasn't played great. I, I just don't like him this week. both um,
2: <laughs> got burned on him recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could end up playing well this week, and I think there would be value there, and him maybe top 20. Uh, just for him to be relevant
0: but really well here before too.
1: Yeah, no, he has good history here, which makes sense he likes it with the yeah. uh with, with the crowd and everything. Um young on Allen um he's at 66 to 1. I yeah. I don't, you can take a punt on that. I mean I, I don't know. He's he's all over he's all over the place.
2: Last week. He started off red hot. I was excited. Then he almost missed the cut. Um and ended up finishing horribly, so yeah, I'm I'm going to stay out on him now <laughs> until further notice. One and done. Yeah. So,
1: speaking of guys that I'm off on this week, Horschel. I. <laughs> uh, uh, was so frustrating last week because I literally said if he plays to get there on Thursday, I kind of trust him to play well throughout the week. And then I, he finished his t 68
2: <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was Just bad. horrible was on the weekend. So,
1: yeah, so I actually had hope for him too at a certain point to hit that top 10 when he finished 10 shots off that so off on him the postman's running around that that area Are you Post taking the postman I'm back
2: on the postman this week yeah wow like him to win but um, he does have some pretty good value he's plus 900 for a top 10 and still plus 380 for a top 20 so I'll definitely get in on at least one of those um, if not both with him. I do uh, like the postman to deliver for me this week. All right.
1: I doubt it. But, hey, the Postman... I don't think the Postman delivers on Sundays, does he? We're going to find out. I hope he does. (laughs) I mean, we should already know because we're 28-year-old Americans, but... Well,
2: in Harry Potter, they got the Post on Sunday. Oh,
1: my God. Wow, so we're looking for a magical world (laughs) of of Sunday miracles with JT Postman. So, a guy I've picked uh in a similar range he actually moved up the which he did last time too Corey connors I, he must have some high stakes gambler betting on him once the odds come out because <laughs> the odds jump on him immediately so he's at plus 6600 right now but he fits the mold for me with the ball striking dude is a freaking beast off the tee and approaching the green he's 10th in that ball striking statistic i talked about the average between off the tee and approach to the green um yeah, I mean, he only has one PGA win, and I, it, it's uh, and he has never played at this event before. But, I don't know, he seems like the, the kind of guy that has a personality to be able to handle this. Um, and he's played well this year. So, not much else going off of that, besides the huge number on value. And I also like him uh, top 20 or top 10. Top 20 plus 230, top 10 plus 500. Great value with Connors there. And again, Canadian guy gotta love the canadians you
2: know yeah yeah he doesn't um really fit your mold for the putting but he is a good ball striker which we know is important here so we'll see well yeah he,
1: he happens to not putt well all the time but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but that's the thing about him hopefully he gets the ball close enough where <laughs> It's not as big of a deal, but yeah, he's 150th in stroke game putting this year, so he's going to have to clean that up. <laughs> um, but I think pure, pure like, golfers are going to figure these greens out. They're kind of fast. I think, I don't know. I think Corey's going to figure them out. Uh, speaking of good putters, Andrew Putnam, um, he doesn't necessarily fit the mold with the ball striking, so, he, so him and Connors are two, two kind of polar opposites. He's absolute stud with the putter. But then he's, you know, not great off the tee. Um, but I'd sit because of his putter. I love his consistency because he does he does find enough fairways. Sixty ninth in like dry, in driving accuracy, um, and the strokes game putting is huge. So I think T twenty. I've already hit a T twenty on Putnam this year, plus three forty. I've definitely taken him T twenty plus three forty. Dude is a freaking stud with the putter.
2: Yeah, he's been pretty good um this year he's been impressive i don't i I like that but yeah he's been hot this year yeah and i don't he, have much negative to say he's been he's had a pretty good year he's i think he's first in putting isn't he first yeah. Putting. yeah yep um, and it seems like
1: a, every tur- every tournament he's in he seems to be you know near uh it seems to be making a cut and be relevant on the weekend
2: yeah, <laughs> i um have another guy that's same exact number i'm gonna go with daniel berger um not a guy I have a history of picking. I'll say that to start. But he does have pretty good tournament history here. He missed a cut last year, but before that, an 11th, 7th, 58th, and a 10th. So he's got three finishes inside the top 11. He's got pretty good recent form. He was tied 29th last week, tied 38th the week before that, and tied 17th the week before that. Um, 2019, he was 68th in strokes gain to the green 31st strokes gain off the tee and he gained around the green and on approach. so the only set category that he lost strokes in was putting and so far this year in 22 rounds he's gained strokes putting um not many but he is in the positive so i'm gonna hope that he turns around the putter a little bit he's Positive um you know in strokes gained in every other category. So kind of all that combined with his recent history and course history, I don't think he's a bad look. He's plus eight thousand um to win, which I'm not gonna take, but he's plus seven hundred for a top ten and plus three twenty for a top twenty. So I think he's got decent value there um for someone that long down list i just like blacked out for a second there and i'm like who the fuck is he talking about <laughs>
1: yeah daniel berger uh i don't you said that uh you haven't put your money on it before i don't think many people have so
2: <laughs> well here you go first time there, for everything
1: there is a first time for everything speaking of first times for everything um brendan Steele. i'm gonna talk about brendan Steele.
2: <laughs> um actually not the first time because you talked about how much Brendan Steele blew it down the stretch? <laughs> at the yeah, center. yeah. Well,
1: that was a recap. I, yeah, no, he blew it down the stretch for sure. But also, that was he choked away a lead at the Sony Open, but horrible circumstances where it was pouring rain, and it took him forty-five minutes to finish that last hole. And I wasn't rooting for him. Don't get me wrong, because I was rooting for Kisner, um, and I wanted to see a playoff. So, but now I'm be rooting for him. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna bet on him to win, but I like him top ten, uh, plus eight fifty. Um, so he's played well. He did miss a cut at the Farmers uh, Insurance Open last week, finished T43 at the American Express, and obviously finished in second at the Sony Open <clears throat> the time before that. But he does have great course history here. Four top four finishes inside the top six, <clears throat> most recently being in 2018, he finished in third. Um, he didn't miss the cut last year, which isn't is the only time he's ever missed a cut in the nine times he's been here. So I think he rebounds this year. <laughs> and I was going to say T20, but I just feel like I'm getting a little boring and I need to spice it up a bit. So T10 plus 850 is really where the fucking money is going to be with him. I mean, they could all be money makers, but I won't have the full faith in putting, him, putting money on him to win, but I do like him top 10. Um, and he's kind of like my last guy in that middle range, and now I... I actually have four guys written down in the long shot range. Uh, yeah, I'm deep, deep long shots. Long <clears throat> so now, folks, we're, I mean, we're over, we're over 100 to 1 at this point. So yeah. this is where. this One of mine
2: definitely undeserving for over 100 to 1. But you feel like over
1: to one. <laughs> you put one of these bets in and you're like, let's get it done this week, man. $10 on any of these guys and they win, you're cashing over a grand. So think about that. $10 went over a grand and all the guys we're going to mention from here on out. So who's your first guy in this range?
2: Um, it's not an unfamiliar name. I'm going back to my boy, Harry Higgs. Harry! <laughs> Let's go. Hey, yes, hey, sir. The top 10 last week. Um, I expect nothing less than him keeping it going. Um, this atmosphere should suit him. He's a party in himself. It's a party atmosphere. He'll no doubt have the shirts on button, be dressed to the occasion. Uh, 11 PGA Tour events so far in his career. He's got four top 25s. He had the top 10 last week. He had a second place earlier in the year in November, um, where he held a share of the lead after 36 holes. So he's got the game to do it. He is plus 1,200 for a top 10 and plus 500 for a top 20. I'm back on board Higgs Train, the man of the podcast. Shout out to Harry if you're listening. Um, we're gonna be holding it down for you all year.
1: Yeah, fucking Harry.
2: I, I, The only worry, the only thing I'm worried about is that
1: this might be too good of a place for Harry. He might be freaking yeah, shotgunning in beers in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> yeah. So we just hey, if he's if he's three beers per nine, I, I'm all in. He's gonna be fine. Over three beers he might not make it 18 so <laughs> yeah we just got to limit his bud light intake and he'll be fine <laughs> that is i mean so you're saying he's the guy that shouldn't be that high especially after last week i mean
2: disrespectful, disrespectful number there for sure i mean in my opinion for sure it's what does he at? Number. he's way down there um he what? is at one is it, sixty, think? Yeah, i think yeah 160. 160 to win yeah yeah. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Yeah, 160 to 1 to win. He's behind Taylor Gooch? Yes, behind Taylor Gooch. Yeah, that's uh, not
1: going to that's not yeah. gonna fly.
2: I mean, absolutely and utterly ridiculous that he's at that number.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of guys that definitely shouldn't be this high, which I I'm taking him to win. I don't give a shit. I'm fucking doing it. Emiliano Grillo? Oh my god. I mean, this guy is a professional. He's been relevant in plenty of tournaments over his career. He's only 27. Um, he, I think he kind of has fallen off a little bit over the past year, but this year, I mean, he's 17th in strokes gained off the tee, 18th in strokes gained approach to the tee. That statistic I was telling you guys about, he's third in ball striking this year in, those, in that combination. Um, and I'm going to give you a, guys a little quote from Jordan Spieth back in 2016. This guy is one of the best golf swings, best strikers of the golf ball I've ever seen, one of the best ball flights since he was 14 or 15 years old. A lot of fun to be around, seems to be rolling his putter nicely. Well, that was a few, <laughs> years, that was a few years ago. But I will say, um, in 2018, he was 10th in strokes game putting. So, he's 213th this year in whatever, <laughs> 20 rounds. So, five, uh, just relax with your are chuckling over there, dude. So fifth in, So, five tournaments, basically. 23- who gives a shit? 213th putting, whatever. He putts really well on faster greens, says Jordan Spieth. He puts a really smooth stroke on it, and I think when the greens are slower, if you have a really smooth stroke, sometimes it's harder to adjust to the speed. He is going to be hot this week. Fucking count me in on Emiliano Grillo. 110 to 1. So, yeah. Like I said, 10 bucks is going to win you $1,100. Who wouldn't be signing up for that? And I mean, there's value on him all the way around. T10 is plus a thousand. T20 is plus four thirty. So he's been he's been here four times. He hasn't cracked the top thirty yet, but he has shown a little bit of an improvement. And he was thirty third last year. This is the year. Guerrilla's gonna figure it out and get it done. So you guys can laugh laugh now because you won't be laughing on Sunday.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I you can count me out on gorilla this week. Um. And pretty yeah, much everything moving forward, but he yeah he used to at one point be good. I don't really know. I mean, I guess maybe he could still have time to turn it around. He's pretty young, but...
1: dude. I mean, yeah, you're talking about guys. You're talking about guys are twenty younger than us. Like their career is over.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Grillo, I don't know how close he is to losing his tour card, but I would say that it's a possibility it could happen.
1: That is, that's the dumbest thing you've said on this podcast.
2: I don't
1: know. He's 100th, He's like 110th in overall in, uh, official world golf ranking.
2: He's nowhere close to losing his tour card. Well, he's dropping quickly. How quickly? When's the last time you looked well, at his official world golf rank? Let's put it this way. In 2016, he finished tied 17th at the Masters, tied 13th at the PGA Championship, tied 54th at the U.S. Open, and tied 12th at the Open Championship.
1: That's he two is, seasons ago.
2: No, 2016?
1: Oh, four seasons ago.
2: Yeah, quite a bit ago. Now, he's 200 and what in Sharks game putting?
1: For this season? And 2018, he was tenth. That's two uh, seasons ago. One full season ago. You just relax <laughs> with the meal on the grill, dude. Get to your next pick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You I cannot wait to rub that fucking in your face, dude. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Hope yeah. you got someone exciting coming up, dude, because
2: <laughs> yeah, well, shit all over it. I'm queuing myself up for disaster with this next big because we're getting pretty far down the list. And... Tell me
1: it's after Barnaut. <laughs> no.
2: Okay. I get to show you it's not after <laughs> Okay. Um, but it is going to be way down the list at... Let me get the number exact here. Um, oh, God. I know where you're going. We're going down, huh? Yeah. I uh, is He there? is... 225 to 1, and he is Chesson Hadley.
1: Oh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, good luck, dude. Speaking of falling off the face of the earth, this guy sucks.
2: It's, yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know if he was ever quite on the face of the earth, but <laughs> he <laughs> he has a 20th last year, and he was fifth the year before that, so pretty good tournament history. His recent form, he did miss a cut last week, but he was tied 29. The tournament before that at the American Express. So, Chesson Hadley, uh, just to let you know, in 2020, he gained strokes off the tee, tee to green, approach, and around the green. But he's absolutely horrible in strokes gained putting. He's losing .401 per round. Um, he's 177th. Yep. That's he not for me. He above what... Grillo, but bad. That's enough for Uh, me to hear, for sure. That said, in the waste management in 2019, he was 24th in Sharks game putting. He gained .783 on average per round. And in 2018, he was 38th here in Sharks game putting for the tournament, gaining .262 per round. So he apparently has a magical touch on these greens. He's not as bad as he is everywhere else. He is... He's plus 1900 for a top 10 and plus eight. All right, enough, dude. Enough, one. enough, enough. No one gives a shit about Chestnut Adley. You know what? If you feel so
1: confident about him, $10 says Emiliano Grillo finishes ahead of Chess and Adley.
2: Well, Emiliano Grillo has half the.
1: Yeah, because he's it's a lot better.
2: He's you're scared. scared. I get it. I get it. He's you're scared. scared it.
1: Um, there's a couple other guys around that 100 to 1 range that have familiar names. Tom Hoagie, who finished in the top 10 last week, Bud Cawley has played pretty well. He's at 100 to 1. Landry, who won a tournament a couple weeks ago, hundred to one. JB Holmes, slowest golf player on earth, next to Bryson DeChambeau at hundred to one. Lanto Griffin, we've talked about a couple times, he's at hundred to one. These are all these are all value. I mean, if you think that any of them have a chance, you might as well throw ten bucks on them. Charlie. Um, Charlie Hoffman.
0: Va- Charlie
1: Hoffman. He played well last week. Right, Charlie Hoffman could be one of those guys you look at like first time leader. It's classic Charlie Hoffman.
0: He loves to jump out there and.
1: Away. Yeah, Harris English again is on my radar. I don't think I'm gonna have the balls to take him this week, even though I want to. But he has—he is 11th in that ball striking statistic I was talking about. Um, but I'm—I'm I'm gonna skip past him and actually go a little farther down towards uh, the Chesson Hadley range. Actually, <laughs> not even that far though. I, I'm not gonna dare go that far because that is absurd. But. Before we get there, Scott Piercy, the Pierce Brosnan lookalike, James Bond himself in the flesh. He's played here, he's played here like 10 times. He's got three top tens. Um, he finished 20th last year. He's getting a little older. He's 41, but um, I think his game matches well here. He's good off the tee, good approaching the green. He hasn't putted well this year, but he put well last year. Um, it's six plus sixteen thousand. So I mean 160 to one. Tons of value there. T ten he's plus fourteen hundred. It's like betting on a winner. It, it, it's just it gets crazy down here, folks. So he is <laughs> one of the guys I'm looking at. And also Harold Varner the who I just decided I don't know ah, dude, Harold is a name where I think the nicknames are Harry, Hank, or Hal. And I already obviously have a f- I'm also a-, a fan of Chucky Three Sticks, Charles the III, so I can't call him like Harry Three Sticks. So also
2: well, we already have Harry Higgs.
1: I know, so we can't do either of those. So I'm calling him Triple Stick Hank. How about that?
2: <laughs> what about shallow yeah. how?
0: What? You <laughs> <He> said how? <Howell. laughs>
1: I yeah, I'm not not gonna call him shallow how. <laughs> I think he actually probably slays with the chicks and is not delusional at all like Charlohal was. So um, weird about Varner though. He's he's five foot eight and is twelfth in driving distance, which is a pretty awesome stat to have for a dude. He's under five ten. He also is eighth in strokes gains off the tee, which makes sense because he hits the ball so far. Thirty fifth in strokes gained tee to green, and he's improved every year he's been here. And he's got tons of swag. He's that dude that wears, like, the Jordan. Uh, he's sponsored by Jordan. He wears, like, legit Jordan spikes to the – He's uh, sponsored I, by them? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, dude, he's sponsored by them. He's on the fucking PJ Tour. It's not like me, like, just going out there with Jordans <laughs> <I'm> like... <clears> on. <throat> no, he's a big deal. He, he's got – I think he's got a decent following. But, um, yeah. What would I say? Uh, triple stick Hank. <laughs> I
2: thought we were going to out, man.
1: No, no, that's we're <laughs> off that. So, yeah, that pretty much rounds out who I've got on my radar. I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably not going to take Harold, uh, I mean, Hank to, uh, to win, but, um, he's got good value at top 20 is plus 700. So, yeah, that's great value for a guy who's finished 10th last year. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. You got anything else, Dad?
2: Um, one little prop bet that listeners might want to give a look at. Um, Scotty Scheffler, first round leader, 60 to one. Scotty Scheffler special, starting off hot and then fading on the weekend. So, uh, pretty decent value there. It's a big field. It's kind of hard to nail first round leader, but I think kind of stood out to me. Good value. Yeah. I hate, I mean, first round
1: leaders are fun. I wouldn't suggest putting too much money on it just because it, you just lose it right away. But, <laughs> um,
2: you really want to get frisky, Chess and Hadley, 101 to on there.
1: Oh my god, dude! If you bet on Chess and Hadley this week, listeners, please send us a screenshot, and we we will make I will make fun of you. So, um,
0: <laughs> and yeah, and, and your Venmo, so Matt Miller can repay you.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> so,
0: just to recap,
1: just to recap, I have Hideki, Ricky, uh, and Bubba to win. Um, as well as Connors. Uh, Putnam is on my card as a top 20. Steele's on my card as a top 10. I'm going to sprinkle some action on Grillo uh, to win, which we all know at this point. And I may actually get frisky with him and take him top 10 as well. And then I'm probably going to take uh, Scott Piercy or Varner top 20 or, or both. So <laughs> I got a pretty big card this week. It's getting scary, but I'm still in the green, and I, conti- I want to continue to be in the green um so give the listeners who you got and then I'll, I'll wrap it up for us yeah
2: not in the green but i'll be back after this week um to win xander i think i'm gonna end up going uh sungjay with my second one up there and then i'm gonna have victor Hovlin um and matt wolf then for uh top 10 or 20 i still gotta figure out which one you can find it on our twitter at draws underscore and underscore fades it's going to be a combination of the two with uh, Daniel Berger, JT Poston, the Postman, um, Harry Higgs, and Chesson Hadley. So uh, I think I hit everyone there. But was gross. Wrong.
1: The ending is gross. But, uh, yeah, like Matt said, you will find our picks and link to our podcast. All You can share it with people on Twitter. Um, we're getting some great feedback from people. So keep that coming. We're trying to, you know, trying to make this as fun as possible with creating as many winners as possible. So you have something
0: to say? I was just going to say, do either of you guys have someone fade of the week? Oh, fade of the week. That's a good point. Yeah, my
2: fade of the week is Chess and (laughs) Hadley.
0: I was just going to say,
2: mine's at Miliano
1: Grilling. Well, Uh, there we go. So why don't we put put that $10 on the line then, dude? (laughs) Oh, and also, so the listeners know, we—I how much money do we have on... Um, I, I'm taking. Oh, our Masters yeah. I'm going out on a limb. And I'm taking Spieth over Dustin Johnson in the Masters.
0: Like a, just a matchup with those two? Yeah,
1: just me, me head on head, me on Matt, DJ on Spieth. Let's fucking go. Wow. I'm excited yeah.
0: for that
2: one. He's got
1: two full months to get his shit together, and the Masters is his favorite course of all time. So
2: be scared. Hey, by the way, did you see... Um, that quote, Dustin Johnson, this week about why he's playing in Saudi Arabia and he didn't want to say it was just specifically because he was getting paid a shit ton of money.
0: Ah, well, yeah.
2: No, but he didn't say say that. So he didn't want to admit that's why he was playing. And he said, he told the media, yeah, I had a really fun time scuba diving here last year, so I couldn't wait to get back and do it again this year. I couldn't miss the event. That's just... (laughs) That's a sad, sad excuse.
1: But he should have just come. I like. I, I appreciate honesty. So he should have just come out and said, "I'm playing because they pay me a shit ton of money."
2: Fact. Also, the guys. I guess they do, but I didn't know you went like scuba diving on the week of a golf tournament. I wouldn't be. I thought that was like an off season thing.
1: Well, <laughs> just a reminder to any of our friends that bet events outside the PGA Tour. Don't bet DJ when he's in a foreign country. You might be scuba diving. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you'll find our picks at draws underscore and N underscore fades as well as our, uh, you know, personal Twitter accounts. And like I said, yeah, the feedback has been great. So DM us with any cool things you think we should try out. Um, we're obviously flexible trying to make the format as good as possible so that we can get as much information to you guys, as much quality picks out there as we as we can find. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, like usual, I like my card better than Matt's. And, uh <laughs> We'll, we'll try to keep that going this week.
2: Well, I don't like your card better than mine. And <laughs> we're not going to keep that going this week. But...
1: <laughs> but in general, for the podcast, we want some winners. So hopefully we both hit some. And uh,
2: yeah, good episode. Episode 11 in the books. Thanks for tuning in, guys, for episode 11. Hopefully you get some good results out of this week. And we'll see you back next week. Have a good Super Bowl weekend. Party on, just like you were in Phoenix.
1: Let's have a good one before